Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radio Land.
Hey guys, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Hope everyone's staying safe, staying healthy. That's what's important. Keeping the social distancing thing going for now. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Anyways, it's great to catch up with old friends during this uh, this time. And this is a guy I've known for a, a while at this point. Since, wow, at least since I think 2007. Good friend of mine, Rob Dukes. He is the leader vocalist of Generation Kill, which is an awesome band. He's put out so much great music through the years, including the stuff with Exodus. Uh, One of my favorite eras, if not my favorite era of Exodus, is the Rob Dukes era, for sure. So, So much great stuff. So let's do this. Let's talk with Rob Dukes. He's been sick. He's going to tell us about how his recovery is going. I'm going to let him tell us about that. But uh, let's uh, let's let's jam a tune going into this, and we'll jam a tune going out. This is from Exodus. We're going back to 2007. This is Riot Act, followed by my interview, or I almost call it a conversation, with, with Rob Dukes.
it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal and calling in an old friend of the podcast who's been on many times before, a guy that I knew we had to check in with during this strange time in our in our history, Rob Dukes. Rob, how are you, man? I'm pretty good, dude. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, yeah. man. I'm just, you know, I, a range of emotions going from first like fear to and then I was like kind of angry. And now I'm just like, I feel like I'm just bouncing off the walls a little bit, you know, so I uh, yeah. I, I desperately want to at least see that light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't feel like we're quite there yet. You know what it is? So you're like in the epicenter, like you're in New York, New Jersey, those are two pretty bad spots. I'm out here in, in uh, Arizona. Right. And um, I I just don't want people to get, you know, sucked into this, uh, you know, sense of of false security. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, because after a while you just, you know, because you look out your window and it's fucking, you know, beautiful out and chirp, chirp. And there's birds are singing and and like you don't see, and it's not a a fucking war zone. But, you know, from, you know, from what I read and, you know, what I listen to and, you know, following the experts on this stuff, not just fucking any talking head douchebag. Right. Um, scary fucking time. My sister's a doctor. She's terrified. My mom's a nurse. My buddy Mike wow. is a nurse. And they are all like, this is no joke. They're yeah. all terrified. They're terrified to go to work and uh, terrified to be around their family. So, you know, and then, I, you know, I, on my own, I realized, man, they don't close pro sports if nothing's going on. Yeah, yeah, that it's major. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They don't so, close the Right, yeah, no, very true. Yeah, so <laughs> once they stopped hockey and basketball, I was like, oh, yeah, this is real. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know so unfortunately, I live in a, in a very red state that um, – it's very wild west out here, dude. People are just—they don't—they don't—they don't give a fuck, man. They're, yeah, a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, yeah, you know, which I don't get, but I get it. You know what I mean? You know, you can only—you can only act upon the information that you have, and if you're only getting your information from like one or two places, then, you know, then that's what your beliefs are built upon, you know. And then, fortunately for myself, um, you know, being raised by educated parents who you know told me to question authority i uh, i get my information from multiple multiple places and um you know and then talking to people who are in the middle of it also tell me uh you know what's really going on and, right. so you know anyway uh but other than that man I'm, I'm hanging in there dude i'm you know i live you know uh i live alone now so it's kind of like i've just been sitting home and reading and writing music and working on my car and you know, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I I feel like I'm, I know people are bored and people are, you know, complaining about stuff, but I I honestly, for me with the kids and stuff, it's just, man, it's been busier than ever. And I'm like, you know, freaking out, like, okay, I can't order milk anywhere. You know, it's like, so I'm spending like an hour, hours a day. Like my, my wife, we, we just, got a milkman he's supposed to come here in like a week and a half but it's just like uh, yeah i mean if you would have told me that i can't find a loaf of bread in north jersey you know 
um, in in 2020, I would I would I would have told I would have told you you're crazy. But I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, it's like it's like I've never experienced this. You know, I'm like pouring my kids like a half a glass of juice, you know, just because I don't want to dump any of it out. So it's it's a weird time. We are recording this with Rob Dukes of Generation Kill, ex Exodus vocalist Rob Dukes on April 8th. Now, Rob, you're originally from the East Coast. You're a New York guy. Yeah. I know a lot of times people are like, oh, he's from San Francisco. No, no, you're a New York guy who yeah. Yeah. moved out. You never actually moved to San Francisco, actually. No, you, you always kind of stayed in New York. Uh. Well, so I was living in L.A. I was living okay. in L.A. I lived in L.A. for like three years. I left uh, in uh, after um, after nine eleven. About uh, is that where Gary is now? Is Gary Holton in L.A. or is he in San Francisco? No, Gary's in uh, Sacramento. Sacramento, okay. Yeah, and, and Tom is in north, north, even north of Sacramento, up by Mount Lassen, and and uh, Jack is uh, in Nashville. And Lee is living in the Bay Area. Lee is the only one living in the Bay Area. So okay, and Zed, I guess, yeah, Zed. Um, so um, <clears throat> I, I actually was living in LA when I when I got asked to to join Exodus. So I didn't. Uh, I decided to just stay in LA. But I spent so much time in San Francisco. I'd go there for like months at a time for rehearsals and the writing and all that shit. And then I moved back to New York after a couple tours. Uh, you know, I, I was. You know, I wasn't. I was single, so I would like get off the tour, and I'd just kind of go on vacation for a week or so, or right. I'd go see my friends in New York, or I'd go see my mom in Florida, or my dad, you know. And I, so I, you know, um, I would just travel around, and then eventually I, I ended up staying, moving back to New York, and living there full time until about uh, you know five years ago when I moved to Arizona. I came, I came to Arizona on vacation, and uh, and just liked it here, so. Um, but, uh, San Francisco is awesome. And I, I fucking love that city. Very right. expensive and, and yeah. but very, you know, just, you know, I had some really good friends. I made some really good friends that all, you know, I so like a lot of good friends in LA and, you know, with, you know, with, with social media, it's much easier to stay in touch with everyone without having to call them all the time. You know, you kind of yeah. know what they're doing. And so, you know, um, anyway. And have you heard I'm from Gary own. at all? Cause of course we have read that yeah. he had COVID-19. Yeah, he he uh, he had it and he got better. Chuck had it and he got better. His wife had also and uh, Will was it. Will was hospitalized. Uh, I got it on March third, um, and uh, pretty much uh, ended up in the hospital, but only for uh, like twelve hours. And then I uh, I got quarantined for two weeks at home wow. and uh, was uh, on steroids and, and a bunch of different other drugs to try to. Uh, keep me from getting uh, pneumonia, and um, so that's what I did. I just uh, I stayed home <clears throat> for a couple weeks, and I had like really bad bronchitis. I wasn't, but like I was coughing so much that it, it like hurt my chest and my my throat was all tore up. I was like coughing blood and um, just uh, couldn't sleep, achy, feverish for like the first week, and then you know um, I just kept drinking a ton of fucking water. That's right. kind of what I did. I was drinking like a ton of water and it was really kind of hard to eat and just kind of, but then as soon as I got better, I fucking went on a fucking tear. I really? probably put on 10 pounds. And oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you told me, you told, we were talking a, a while ago and you were telling me that like, just like taking a shower was like just taking it out of you and you'd be exhausted. Just yeah, from man. That so I want, Right. At one point I, I, w I was in the shower and I, and I just, I had to like go lay down. I was like, all right, I'm done. 
I made, I took a cold shower to try to cool my body off. And then I just went and laid in bed. And then another time I, I was, I was laying on the couch and, um, I kind of said, Oh, you know what? I got that thing in my car. Let me go grab that. It was a, I needed a wire for my phone. And I was like, Oh, let me grab that fucking, I wanted, uh, uh, I had my wireless head thing in, in the car. And I was like, Oh, let me go grab that. And I just walked to my car, which is probably, you know, 50 feet. And by the time I got to my car and, and got back, I had to go lay down for an hour. Cause I was just so exhausted. It was just, it was like, it was, it was brutal, uh, man. I've been sick a bunch of times, man. But that's the sickest you've ever been, been, you said, right? I've never been, it's the sickest I've ever been in my life. I was, it was, it was completely debilitating. And, you know, um, and then finally I woke up one day and, uh, after taking a, a buterol, which is a, like a, a steroid, like inhaler, I had like a, like, like an inhaler, like a asthma, um, like an asthmatic person would use. And I got a buterol. I got, and I was doing that every four hours. And then I was taking, um, two other like uh, steroid, uh, also, and, um, a cough suppressant. And eventually, uh, I woke up one day and I felt better. I woke up, I felt, but I, I, you know, my birthday, I fucking had like 27 years of sobriety. Like this that. I had all these things. My friends were all going to, we were all going to kind of meet up and, Right. You're, kind of, you're fucking old as fuck, but you know, for me, like my birthday doesn't mean shit. But you know, being sober for 27 years was kind of yeah. You know, every year, it means, yeah, man. Thanks. I, I, every year, it means something to me. It's like, uh, like I'm proud of it. You know, so I usually go out to uh, to a bar and not drink. No, I'm kidding. Right. I usually just kind of hang out and <laughs> with my friends. And uh, anyway, so I, I didn't get to do any of that. I've been because I, I was home, and then right. so you know. And then I've just been playing it cool since, man. I'm fucking. Do you have any idea where you picked it up? I went to see Overkill on on Sunday, March second or first, and by March fifth, I was a fucking mess. Wow. Four or five days. I, I, I by Thursday, dude. I went home. I, I saw Overkill and uh, um, uh, exhumed and, and like you know a couple bands on, on. I went to see Bobby and hung out with Bobby, and then you know, hung out, watched the crowd. I mean, it was, at that, at that time, there was no, there was nothing. I mean, it was, it was like this vague thing on the news. Like no one was really talking about it at all enough to, to make me even contemplate. Maybe I shouldn't go to a concert. I didn't even think of it twice. So I went and Bobby was actually had a, had a cold anyway. So I was like, all right. So I, I didn't, uh, we just hung out for a while. And then, and then I went and saw the show and overkill was awesome. As, as usual and then uh by wednesday i didn't feel good and thursday at work i was like i was just fucked and by thursday afternoon i was like i, I gotta go home i went home and on um saturday i went to see my doctor and he said yeah you got bronchitis you got like an, a lung and uh, upper respiratory infection and you should take this and he gave me a drug to take and then we um <clears throat> Uh, and, and he said, if you're not ready by Tuesday, give me a call back. And when I called him back, he said, go to the hospital. So I ended up in the hospital that night. Um, so, and I was there for 12 hours. I was hooked up to like a, 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 a not a, a, it wasn't a, a ventilator, but it was a, a machine that was pumping a butyrol into my lungs, wow. um, which a butyrol is a, uh, it's like a steroid to, to free up the, the shit that, captures your lungs that's what it has and what this COVID-19 does is it, it, it gets in your lungs it gets in the hairs 
And instead of having um, mucus, like, you know, how, like when you get sick and you cough up shit, yeah. you know, you get like green or brown or, or yellow or whatever. They always ask you, what color is it? You know, because they can tell like what what you have based on what color. Well, I didn't have any of that. Mine was fucking um, I didn't have anything. I wasn't coughing up in anything. It was like I was a dry, shitty, hacky cough. It was the worst, man. You can't sleep. It just keeps you up. <clears throat> but then I started coughing blood, and then I started, and like I said, dude, it hurt like a motherfucker to, to, to take a full breath in, and you just, you just, it was just fucking miserable, wow. miserable. Anyway, so yeah. uh, the drugs, they what COVID nineteen does, it hardens the the mucus on your onto your lungs, and then no air can get through, and that's what suffocates. So basically, what it's doing is it suffocates people to death. Yeah. It, mu- it must be a miserable way to die because not being able to take a full breath and like being out of breath, just walking 20 feet or 30 feet was, was fucking brutal. So right. anyway, right. um, but, you're but uh, better now you're back to hundred percent. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm probably uh 90%. Right. Okay, um, I still have headaches. I'm still have headaches every day. I get like a headache if I, uh, strain myself so i haven't uh, i was you know as i just started to like work out and fucking i was uh doing you know working out kettlebells again and i started lifting again like uh you know and um, i was thinking about you know um going and doing jujitsu with my buddy my buddy's uh, been doing it for a couple months and he he wanted me to come do it with him so i was i was going to do that i was just so i started lifting and trying to uh you know get a little get in a little better shape to go do that and then uh and then that happened so um, but I'm not ready to, to work out just yet. I actually, uh, I actually been, so I went to work by myself on Saturday at my, at my shop and, uh, worked on my car. I've been working, I've been restoring this 76 Corvette, um, and, um, for myself. And, uh, so I was doing that. I worked like six or seven hours. And when I got home, I was fucking exhausted. So, uh, right. but I, I've watched the Mandalorian three times now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about thing. that. Yeah. Let's definitely, yeah. I, I've watched it twice through. Um, okay. but let, let's talk about that, but let's get first a quick update on generation kill. What's going on with the band. Okay. So right now they are going into track drums. They are starting, uh, next week. Uh, we've hooked up with, uh, um, a couple, a guy in New York and then they're going to go in. So, uh, this, this guy was able to, he doesn't need anyone else. To, so Zeus is gonna, gonna put this all together, but so we're going to go track the drums in New York. So they're going to go in and it's, it's just one guy. So they're, they're, they didn't close the studio, but they've been very selective of who they're going to allow in. They're not allowing like rehearsals and a bunch of bands. Um, what this is, it's a, uh, it's a four plate room rehearsal place. Okay. But it has a studio, and what they do is they block off. If somebody's doing studio time and they need it quiet, they don't. They they cut the other bands off from these from this time. So anyway, there's no bands in there. So they're going to go in and they're going to do uh, the drums. That's starting uh, next week or earlier in the week after. I can't okay, remember cool. the exact date. So everything's so written, gonna... ready to go. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's wow, fucking nice. awesome. It's fucking. Yeah, and there has the been some lineup stuff. changes. I guess it's been a little a little while since. No, it, it, well, yeah, they were. It's back. The only person uh, is left is the is the old bass player left, and right. we got uh, the guitar player's brother to come in and play bass. Okay, all and, right. Uh, that's so we you know we that's what we did. We just replaced the bass player. Gotcha. Uh, which 
you know, most big players like Parsley anyway. No one gives a fuck. Right. I mean, unless you're yeah. Getty Lee, you know, right. I mean, or John Entwistle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. That cool, was a man. joke. I mean, it's very kind of like, <laughs> 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 I realized that it was, yeah. Anyway, right. I used to call Jack Gibson that all the time. Like, you like fucking parsley, dude. One time, Jack fucking, somebody jumped up and hit the microphone stand, and he was standing in front of it, and the mic hit him in the teeth. Right. And he fucking got, and he, he had to go. So he stopped playing, and he left the stage and went and sat down for the rest of the song, like in the hallway, like off stage left. You know what I mean? Like there was like a door. He went through the door and he kind of just sat there. Um, and nobody noticed. We didn't notice. Nobody <laughs> in the band was like, no. Really? <laughs> so, but, yeah. Was, so we all started laughing. We're like, I didn't even know you were gone. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So anyway, right. I used to always call him a piece of parsley. You're like, you're like parsley, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Um, cool. Lyrics are done. Fucking melodies are mostly done. And, you know, so now I just got to go in the studio and make the magic happen. So, um, right. Yep. And, and are you working uh, on any solo stuff too? I know we, we got some songs by just Dukes yeah. a number of years, two years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I, I've just been slowly doing it, man. You know what I mean? I have so many, I, I wish I just did music for a living. It's, it's kind of difficult having a full-time job and, um, and, and doing music. Uh, what it does is it, 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 it takes away your, um, the time that you would normally have to, to, to write music is, you know, that's, I mean, that's why, you know, musicians are usually broke because they're, you know, music, that takes up so much of your, your emotions and your thinking and all that. It's, you know, it's it, for anything. I mean, I guess some people can do it where they can do multiple things and multitask and, but you know, you can't like, okay, I get off work at, at six o'clock. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to eat dinner. And then I'm going to, I'm going to write a song, you know, like, like inspiration doesn't happen that way. You can't like force it. It's kind of, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you keep practicing and you like, you know, I, I practice and I practice and I practice and then inspiration kind of happens. And then you, and then, you know what I mean? That's kind of how, how, how it fucking goes. Right. It's not, and I can't, for me, that's how it works for me. I, if I sit yeah. down and force myself to write something and I go, okay, I'm going to do, you know, it's usually, it's usually comes out shit, you know, it's usually something that, um, that I'm not happy with, but I do formulate ideas and, and, um, I do, you know, randomly think of shit. And I usually have a, I have a recorder in my phone, like a thing and I just fucking, so I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, talk then, you know, right. and I'll just put it in my phone and then I'll come back to it. So I had notebooks full of fucking you know, notes and songs and ideas and, you know, fucking names. I yeah. thought of a name today. I wrote down, I thought of a name today. I saw this, this video on flatworms, how they, so flatworms are, are asexual. They, they have, they have, all of them have penises, right? They have actually, they okay. have peni, they have two penises, right? And what they do is when they, when they, what they do is they fight. And whoever is able to, stab the other one through its skin, like not even like a hole. They just got to burrow their dick into the other one. Okay. Whoever wins, whoever, whoever does the burrowing, they, they're the male. And then the female has to fucking go live a life of being a, a female and then have all the eggs and stuff. Wow. And that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's the life crazy, of a flatworm. Man. All right. <laughs> the life of a flatworm. Wow. Yeah. So, and that, so, so I called it, uh, well, I think it was violent insemination. 
Yeah, all right. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good punk band name. You know, so I wrote that down. Somebody wants to, you can have it. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what you're describing there sounds like a, a character from maybe minus the the penis, because I know Star Wars is you know PG or at least PG thirteen, yeah. but it sounds like something out of out of Mandalorian, which again I've watched twice, and the the creatures, the the way that that it puts you in that Star Wars universe, I just thought was just top notch and done so well. And I felt like, I mean, you know, the movies, the newer movies, especially the J.J. Abrams ones, I mean, they're, 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 there's a fast editing style to them. They're cut fast. The one thing I, yeah. and I have no problem with that, but the one thing I did like about The Mandalorian, which even took me back, more, you know, to that original trilogy vibe, is their slow edits. They're, there's not, I mean, there's some of the battle scenes they will, will cut a little bit faster, but there's also nice long shots, which you don't get much in the 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 newer Star Wars movies, at least maybe a little bit in Rogue One, but in the J.J. Abrams one. So I, and just all the little nods with the, the, you know, going back to Tatooine and there's just so much great stuff there. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion right. on it. You said you watched the series three times. Three times. And, um, so like, I agree with you on the, the newer movies. I, I it's, I, it's, I, I like them. It's, I'm not shitting on them in any way, shape or form. They are, you know, the, the whole story is still, a, a grand story that I, I, you know, that I cherish and always have. Right. Um, Rogue, Rogue One was my favorite of the newer. That and Solo were actually really good. Yeah, Solo was really, really good, and so many people didn't even give it a chance, you know, but Solo, Solo yeah, was, it was good. fucking great. Yeah, people were, like, shitting on it. Like, oh, well, he's not, Han Solo. He's not Harrison Ford. Like, like, lighten up, dude. What are you, it, this is for eight-year-olds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a story for teenagers this isn't a story for a you know 50 year old guy you know i just i just you know right. whatever man like, yeah. like that didn't that doesn't matter. the story was great i loved the introduction of chewbacca it was fucking fat it was absolutely it was great that was so good whereas the mandalorian so you and i have spoken at depth we've spent hours and upon hours speaking about uh you know the the after books the books that, that we that come after and there's Tales of the Bounty Hunter, which I, I, I think you've read. Haven't you read that? Yeah, Tales well, I didn't read Hunter. that one. I read Tales from Jabba's Palace, which you told me to read. Okay. That was great. Yeah. Yes. So there's one called Tales from the Bounty Hunter, which gives all the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. They're all standing on the upper shelf, and, and, and Vader says, no disintegrations. And they're all standing there. There's Bosk and Adi and you know, and all, you know, all those. So, so... IG-88 was such an interesting series. So I, I didn't I tell you, to, I, I know I told you to read Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Because yeah, you probably did. I, did. I didn't, I haven't okay. read it, but yeah. So here's what you can do for, if for anybody listening, gives a fuck or, and, and you can do this right after Mark, go Google, um, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, IG-88, and it will give you the story of IG-88, which is a story that I read probably in 19, 19- 99 or whatever the right. fuck it was read I wrote I read it immediately I've had a I've had a tattoo of IGA right. since uh, the early 2000s on your you know? leg right um, yeah. he, or is it on yeah, your yeah he's my favorite leg. character there's actually four IG88s four of them were built and when you the, the, the so it basically it's a robot and the moment that it became self-aware 
It killed everybody in the room. It killed everyone that designed it. And then it fucking went on this fucking just destructive path through through the universe. And when you see the Mandalorian, the first episode, and IG comes onto the screen, I was, dude, I was blown away. Yeah, I, it was such a fucking great character to have. And then the fact that they bring the character back through Nick Nolte, and and he reprograms, yeah, rebuilds nerd. and reprograms, yeah. Oh my god, dude, that was so fucking awesome. I mean, it just the the whole story itself is is killer. I mean, you know, the the baby Yoda is awesome. I hope they give it a name so we can stop calling it Baby Yoda. Um, it's it's a it's a killer character. That's not something that, that was ever in any of the other books that I read. I've, I've maybe I've missed it, but there was never a, another uh, creature from from uh, you know another being of that creature, whatever wherever it comes from. Right. Um, well, the there was. I think to, there was you know, in Phantom Menace. There's like a, a shot of another one of the, another another one that's I forget what that species is called, but there's another one of them in in Phantom Menace. I may be mistaken yeah. about that, but I think there's there like a be. brief shot it's, of it. Yeah, but, I've been waiting for my buddy. He has a version of that. He's gonna. He said he was always gonna send me. He took out all the love story of oh. the first. Of the first three, yeah, I, so I, I used to have that. I may have that on a hard drive somewhere, but yeah, it's like a, a, they edited t- together all three movies and took out like the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, they took out all the love story. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, no. what are your thoughts on on? Well, first of all, I I loved how this is like seven years after Return of the Jedi, right? So. The the fact that I love that you're seeing like in the early episodes, the stormtroopers, you know, they're scuffed up the, the, what was the empire, you know, is, is really down and out, you know, they're, they're, they're on the underground. I loved that. Yeah. They're the rebels. Yeah. Yeah, They're the underground rebels. Yeah. But they have like, they have some good technology and they have like when the, when the, when the ones that are dressed in black come with that big Gatlin gun, when they're inside the bar before they go into the tunnels, but when he gets his, uh, finally gets all his new armor, right? You know, before they get to that, into into the lava lake where IGAD actually, a spoiler alert, he actually uh, kills himself to save them. Um, right before the end, you know the end with the with uh, I forget the dark, uh, Grant uh, Moff. Oh yeah, Moff, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who then flies the, the black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Moff, whatever. He's so. So before all right, so when he brings all that new group, you're like, oh, so there is, there is some people building the empire. Now, if you were to read the book, uh, the Tales of the Mandalorian, which is uh, the the story of Boba Fett, it actually starts the moment uh, Han Solo hits his jetpack and turns the flight on and makes him go into the pit of uh, Carcoon. The the story starts right there. So okay. he basically survives that. He gets out, but he loses his armor, all his Mandalorian armor. He's, he's actually he gets saved by another bounty hunter. He gets out of the pit. He kills the 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 pit of Carcass. He blows it up with a grenade. Climbs out, almost dies in the desert. Somebody saves him, and then he goes and gets a new ship, a new armor. And it's a three book story. It's called the. The, the Mandalorian, and it's the, it's three stories, man. It's three books. Now, this is and an old story? Awesome. This is like an old from... Yeah, this is old, man. This is from like the early 2000s, uh, late 90s. Okay. It's fucking brilliant, dude. It's great, man. It's by uh, Kevin Anderson. is one of the main writers. 
I think he wrote he wrote most of the Tales from the Bounty Hunter stuff and Tales from Jabba's Palace. Like he's Kevin Anderson was like a, a prolific writer for uh, the Star Wars after universe after Return of the Jedi. So this this takes place. That's what this story is. Then there's another story that a book that's called Tales of the Bounty Hunter, which is basically each character, each bounty hunter had its own story. Like Boss, the lizard guy that he, uh, that that Bosk, he fights. Yeah. Every... Yep. I had the so figure. I had there... the Star Wars figure. Boss. Right. Right. So yeah. Boss was a was a lizard. It was a group of, of of people. It was a. They were from a planet. They were all lizard people, but they were they were Wookiee hunters. And what they did was they would chase Wookiees down and fucking kill them for their pelts, like we did wow. the beavers and yeah, yeah. So when when so at one point, uh, Boba Fett uh, has he he gets on Bosk's ship at, at some point in this bounty hunter book, and on the wall is just pelt after pelt. It looks like a like a clothing store. Wow. Like how many guy goes? I just need Chewbacca and I'll have the rest. That's kind of was Bosk's whole deal is. He was hunting down Chewbacca, and uh, it, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's, it's such a good story. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, that's then, awesome. so the Mandalorian, he kills a bunch of those creatures in in this in the Mandalorian, which was awesome. Like, wow, they're bringing back all that shit. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I can't say enough about John Favreau. I mean, he has just become, I mean, from swingers to uh, you know, starting off and then being an actor. And acting and like he was like he's done some really good acting roles that I thought he was funny in, but as a director and as a writer, I mean he is just he is just uh he had a show called Dinner with Five, which was he would sit around with other movie directors and, and actors and talk. And it was such a great show. It was on I think IFC or Sundance. And it was a show that lasted for a couple of years, but um his, his he wrote this I'm I'm so glad that he's in control and not um even though I know he's going through Disney, but they, it looks like they've given him free reign and they're using different directors for every show. But it, so each one has like a little different feel to it, even though it's the, the one story when the fucking stormtrooper punched baby Yoda in the face, dude, I don't, I haven't laughed that hard in a really long time. The yeah. first time he did it's it when he's in the he bag. Yeah. 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 He punched, yeah. Dude, I laughed so hard. Cause I'm like, that's like, yeah, that, that made me uh, yeah happy. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> and, and the the other thing, the cantina bar scene, um, where they go into what I I yeah. I think is the cantina bar. I mean, and they're they're it's not it's not as like rocking as it was back in the seventies. I no, even think, yeah, well, it's not back in, in the bar, it's a robot. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a droid, and yeah. and it's ironic because it's, you know in New Hope, it's like oh, we don't serve their kind, and here. <laughs> their kind is now yeah. serving, which I thought was just yeah. brilliant. And, and it's sterile. Absolutely. And it reminded me of like, well, okay. Times square in the seventies, you know, it was, it was a crazy scene, uh, you know, in the, the times square in the eighties and the seventies, that, that was danger back then. But then when they drove, you know, the mafia out of town and, you know, corporate came in and it reminded me, okay, well the, the you know, the hut, the hut people are gone. And this is what happened. It was like, it was like, it was like a boring, <laughs> place store. i don't want yeah, to hang out at the M&M cantina store. bar anymore you know it's like yeah. it, it, so no, i thought that yeah. was that even little things like that i thought were just brilliant oh, totally, man. Yeah. and, and I, who I is baby yoda too. like what what's the deal is it like a cloned thing like yoda's long dead at this point so it, it, you know it does drive well, me yoda, crazy that we're all calling him baby yoda because it's not yoda well here's the deal right he's or is it adult. But, but in but in in empire 
when he when Luke says something, he goes, "Well, you've been around eight hundred years. Tell me how good you'll look." You know, he right. said that, so he was eight hundred and nine hundred years old. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he's fifty years old and he's a fucking baby, right? It must, right. You know, just it. So uh, you know, hopefully, and uh, I mean, I mean, granted, now they're going to have all this fucking time. They're going to have to start doing content where they're just releasing movies that are going directly to. So that you can watch a movie that's in a movie theater at home now, like the next right. day. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they're going to want to push content because, you know, at this point I'm ready to delete my, my Disney plus, you know, but I, I want to, I keep subscription over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You know, Cause I, I don't fucking need it, but if yeah. they, you know, keep me fucking, they better entice me to keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, well, they, they put that new season of clone wars up there. Right. And, yeah. Not all the Marvel yeah, yeah. stuff and yeah, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. exciting stuff. I mean, we definitely had a good year for Star Wars with the, uh, you know, the last the last six months really with Mandalorian yeah. and with uh, the rise of the Skywalker. Ending, yeah, the, yeah, which I, yeah, I really I enjoyed. I mean, I know the, the critics kind of hit it. it hard. I thought so much stuff was really wrapped up nicely at the end. Um, and here's I truly about, enjoyed here's that. Here's the thing about reviews, right? And I don't know if you, if we agree, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, right. I just make my own determination. And if you, if we don't agree, if we can't see, I don't fucking care. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? It's just like music and it, everything is personal to everybody. And if, if you have, you know, if you're going to pick it apart, you're going to fucking ruin it. And just, yeah, okay, cool. Right. If, if, if that's, if that makes you happy, then that, that's what you need to do in your life. I don't choose to do that. I choose to sit there and I remember that, you know, this story started when I was fucking eight, nine years old. And that's where I put myself when I watch it. It's not for a 52 year old man. It's for a nine year old. Right. And that's where I go when I watch it. And I don't, I don't let the, the acting ability of whatever actors and, storylines like i just want it to be i want it to, to be the story that i knew that it was going to be and you know and uh it lived up to that in every every place yeah so, yeah well hey man we'll put your kids to bed yeah i'm gonna I'm, uh, I'm gonna let you go but thanks yeah. for checking in with us on talking metal yeah. and stay safe and uh man yeah hey, yeah, yeah it sounds hey, like if you need anything man if you if you if you if you want to you know text me if you want if you're going to order some books to read and if you need, if you need something, man, fucking tell me and I'll fucking ship it out to you. Oh, okay. Awesome. Whatever you need. Well, I appreciate that. You know? Yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Cause we're going to, like I said, I'm busy, but I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I just want to go out and like b- go to like buy a sandwich at the deli. You know, it's just like, it's like the yeah. stuff like that. It's just like, it's nutty. Well, but... it hasn't been nice to have more time with your kids and like more time with the wife and everyone's kind of like, I mean, that's. A few of my friends have said that. A few of my friends said, hey, it's been nice to not, because my friend travels for work. And he was like, dude, it's been nice to be home every day and just, yeah, just to be with my kid. We go walk around this block. We fucking take a walk at night. We sat, we watched the moon. We fucking had a fire in the yard. We, we set up a tent and we had we went camping in the yard. Yeah. And we fucking watched a movie on the garage. I was like, dude, that sounds like a, he goes, yeah, man, fuck. Normally I don't have time for that shit. You know, I miss, you know, so this, it's been nice to be home. I was like, oh, all right. I go, yeah. you know, 
maybe like for the first yeah. week. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like done. I, I just feel bad for my kids. They have the the possibly the stupidest teacher of their entire education currently teaching them. That's me. You know, thank God my yeah. wife. She blocks out like a time, little timer on her lunch break. She comes out, and I feel like that's where they're really getting the education. But I'm well, like, you know uh, what, man, you should do is just you know give them a summer off and right. teach them. Star Wars. Like exactly. Star well, Wars. Yeah, yeah, we we watched uh, Mandalorian, you know, together during this uh, this nice. quarantine, nice. and uh, my my uh, youngest son just loves it. Uh, but they both love it. But uh, my nine year old son, yeah. it's funny you said nine year old because he's nine years old and he just he loves the Mandalorian. He's going around yeah. cranking the music. He loves the music. I love. I thought the mu- at first I didn't know if I liked the music, and then I was like, yeah, it works. It's like kind of Rocky esque yeah. almost. You know, it's uh, there's nothing there's nothing about it i don't like yeah. there, i i have i have really nothing negative to say about it whatsoever except for i had to wait every week that was like ter- that was like i wanted to yep. if if i had the ability i would have watched all of them in one day i probably would have fucking taken a day off work and said hey i can't come in today what are you doing i just can't come in today i got i got a thing and then right. i would have watched all of them but i had to wait each week and I, same thing with The Outsider. Do you watch The Outsider yet? HBO? No, everyone's telling us to, but yeah. Well, it's very good, dude. Yeah. Very, very, very fucking good, man. I mean, okay. So anyway, so I, you know, but anyway, like waiting week to week, you haven't had to do that since for a long time because normally you just get everything, you know, so. But I watched that. By the way, the new Louis C.K. stand-up special is fucking phenomenal. Where is that? Netflix? New, no, it's on his website, louisck.com. Okay. Um. Right. Uh, the new uh, Tom Segura uh, ball hog is awesome. The new Burt Kreischer is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of good stand-up specials out there. I know that, uh, that Ricky Gervais uh, Afterlife season two comes out soon. I know Chris Delia is another yeah, great comic. He's got a fucking special coming out soon. So um, I, I know I told you I started doing stand-up comedy. So yeah, man. I, you sent me a video. Of some of it. Yeah. it was good. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. What, anything else going before I let you go? Anything else going on with that? Are you doing more stand up? Well, it's, everything is closed now. So, yeah, right oh, when I was course, at my yeah. crux of doing it, I was starting to do it like uh, a couple times a week. I was able to, you know, uh, to really, and plus, I was like, I was working out shit with my friends. I'd go hang out with my buddies and, and, uh, and smoke cigars, and I would fucking try my act out on them. And if I made them laugh, I would write it down, and then I would I was going to take that stage. And then everything kind of got squashed, so it's been a while. So as soon as everything comes back to normal or, or whatever it comes back to, and I get back into clubs, then I'm going uh, to start doing that more, too. Good. So, cool. yeah. All right, man. So anyway, right. everyone stay safe out there. Thank guys, you. Man, you know, you too, Dan. Give your wife a big hug for me. We'll and do uh, tell the kids uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, right on. Right on, thank you.
Kill right here on Talking Metal, featuring, of course, Rob Dukes, the guy we just had a conversation with, and it's always great to uh, catch up with him. The name of that song, by the way, is There Is No Hope, and that sometimes I thought that was kind of a good title because, man, with everything going on, I, I, I there's mornings I wake up feeling that way, but I actually think there is hope. Let's stay healthy, guys. Let's Keep it going. Go support Rob Dukes. He's got some great music out there. Fragile Mortals. If you haven't heard of that, that's the project he did with Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC. Rob Rob is just constantly cranking out good stuff, and I'm always looking forward to it. He's a true artist, a true Star Wars fan. Thanks, Rob. We'll talk to you guys next time, all right? Stay safe.